For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 68! Woo! Yeah! Oh, we're close. Yeah. 68? We're We're pretty close. close. We are. To something quite magical... (laughs) But before we get we're not there, gonna, we're not going to mention it right now. But we're yeah, at sixty-eight. No. Yeah, we got to stay close. focused. Got focus. Like the, it's yeah. like the night before Christmas, right? It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Just so excited, yeah, for next episode. Right. Um, <laughs> this one's shit, but excited for the next one. <laughs> yeah, just if you're bouncing around in episodes, and you know you're a few weeks ahead of us, you know maybe maybe just jump ahead. Yeah, just skip it. Skip this one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> it's ter- it's great, terrible. Guys. Kyle uses a racist term later, so just skip it. Okay. Okay. Before we before we uh, <laughs> warrant any alarms here, how's everybody been doing? Uh, pretty How'd good. How did you know relaxed. I had my I had my finger I've, right on the I've, button? I could. I just felt it. I'm getting a good bead on that. I'm yeah. very yeah. I'm very relaxed. I don't have anything to do. I pretty much have all kinds of free time. Don't have any responsibilities. It's awesome. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, I have none of that. No free time. <laughs> All responsibilities. I, f- I f- uh, managed to find the elusive mustard man this past weekend. Wow. For his yeah. 30th birthday. Whoa. Yeah. He's old. I know. Wow. The rest of us are I'm like way 14, older right? <laughs> I'm 74 years old. Oh, I could have swore yeah. you said we were all 14 and except mm-hmm. for mustard man. Okay. Not me. I'm so, 14 you know, got- years removed from my 60th birthday. <laughs> Very good, but I uh, guess we've got a diverse uh, group of hosts here, but linked up with the Mustard Man and the Backbone Zach, uh, did some top golf, did some bar hopping, and uh, Mustard Man was a happy drunk, which you, you, you don't always get. Sometimes he's a little, you know, a little crotchety, but no, he, he was in a good mood. We all had a great time, so. That's good. Happy 30th to so Mustard Man. So, the top golf... Who won? Or is it even like a game? I've always wanted to go, but I've never lived close to one. Uh, it's it's very bowling-like, so you guys might enjoy it. There's It's kind of, if you think of it in frames, there's 20 frames. You hit 20 balls if you play the, the main game mode. And you got to knock them into the targets out there at the various different lengths. And uh, if, 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 you, if you're good at hitting one of the targets rather than another, you know, if you got, if you got like a good range on one of them, you know, you can hit those. You don't have to hit a specific target. You just kind of whack it out there and hope it kind of lands near or in one of the center points of the targets. But, uh, we played two games and the birthday boy won the first one. And then I, wow. I dialed it up. I, uh, I kind of got into my groove. I think I play the most golf of anyone. So. The the second one I kind of smoked everybody and uh put the hurt on. Dude, you gotta you gotta give them just that little ray of hope. Yeah, exactly. And then game two you embarrass him on the ground, step on his throat, and just start pushing. Yeah, you gotta remind him who's boss. Yeah. Even on his birthday weekend. Especially on his birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't, you know, go easy on him. 
Let no, him you move. cannot. No, you can't. That'd be disrespectful. Dive, 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 dive! What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. All right, so we begin the third week. I know I've been I've been super bad about announcing what month we're in, but we're in the third week of WTF movie month right and play the sound be sure clip. to stick around <laughs> what play the uh, wtf sound clip oh yeah insert right here and done <laughs> uh be sure to stick around we do have a letter from a listener Whoa. we haven't had one in a while so we are super excited to talk about that at the end of the show or if you're the listener who wrote in and you want to <laughs> know, just go ahead and skip all the way to the back. It'll yeah, just, be there. So it's going to be like an hour, skip like an hour, 15 minutes ahead or an hour, 45 ahead. You might get to it. Yep. This episode is just riddled with self defeatism right now. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> all right, Brom, what did we watch? Well, we watched a 2009 masterpiece of this is 2009. CGI. Yeah, 2009. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, wow. Um, it's akin to some of the other shitty movies we've watched recently. Yeah, Spoiler but usually, alert. Usually they're from like the 90s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we watched Silent Venom. Starring Luke Perry as and Commander James O'Neill. And who else is in it? Krista Allen as oh, Dr. Thought, Andrea Swanson. I didn't even know who that I didn't know. Who that actress was? I thought and you were going to say Tom Berenger <laughs> yeah. as Admiral Bradley Wallace. Right. Wow. Second biggest star. He's barely in it, but he's like the uh, what's his name of this one? You know, Lando Calrissian. I'm kind of looking, oh. you know, here on IMDb. Everybody does have a photo. Oh, know, which is good. good. Yeah, it's a good. Sign. Yeah, sometimes you're on here and they're like, oh god, there's like two people with a photo. And yeah. Then but this one's got every, everybody's got a headshot, so that's good. It is <laughs> yeah. always a plus. Good for them. Uh, so this movie was directed by Fred Olin Ray, and who, we know him. I'm sure, yeah, you probably know him from the movie The Twin, right? Is that right? I I, I just know him as being like a small time director. Haven't didn't we watch another film that he directed or no? I doubt it. Um, he did. Ray. He did a t- television series called The Layer. And if I'm not mistaken, it is a bunch of vampires like running a gay bar or something like that. Didn't even know that was a TV show. Uh, he also made a lot of looks like smut films, and good. Good. <laughs> then he also did Air Rage with Ice T, um, which I'm sure is incredible. He did with a name like Air Rage. It's going to be good. Uh, this was written by Mark Sanderson, who I was. Super excited for, I thought he also wrote Stinger, but he wrote a movie called Stingers. Oh. Sub- submerged. Oh, yeah. sorry. He So Fred Owen Ray directed Submerged, but the plain one. Oh, the one okay. with the plane. Oh, and he, gotcha. he, he directed Countermeasures. 
Oh, oh did he? Yeah, Michael Dudikoff film. Fred Olin Ray. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Easy no fandom, strangers though. to the subworld. I knew it. I knew I recognized uh, the, the name. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sanderson, also, along with Stingers, wrote My Daughter Vanished and Suburban Swingers Club. Oh, that sounds both sexy and intriguing. Scandalous. Yeah. Uh, so, as Brown had mentioned, Luke Perry, rest in peace. Is rest in peace, for sure, from- yeah. Beverly Hills, 90210, The Fifth Element, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and most recently, the show Riverdale. Krista right. Allen, you may know from Significant Mother, Baywatch, right. Anger Management, and there's actually a new movie she's in where she won um, an award, I want to say for Best Actress in a Leading Role, not, a, not an, an Academy yeah. Award, she won but an Oscar. Uh, it's called 1111, oh. Tom Berenger. From Platoon, nominated for an Oscar, Inception, Major League, Training Day, and now this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? And uh, then Louis Mandalore is Jake Golden from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, The Quest with Van uh, Damme. I love that movie. The Quest is so ridiculous and stupid. You guys, have you seen The Quest? I have not. Oh, it no. opens and it was directed by John Claude Van Damme. And he, it opens with him being like, a, he's like an old man makeup and it's the worst makeup ever. And then he starts off as being a street clown. He's like a mime in the beginning. What? And then he goes and fights in a tournament on a deserted island. All right. This sounds incredible. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's probably on one of the, I think it's on 2B TV probably, but it's great. I love, I love the let's, quest. Let's check that out. Yeah. And then um, what he is most known for is a movie called In the Eyes of a Killer. So hmm. that's, that's same I year. Mean, pretty much same year, two thousand nine. This was his big year. Ooh, Jake, this is Venom. Jake you're saying? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Lewis Jake, Jake was my favorite character too, and I'll explain why later. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I, think yeah. I have a completely polar opposite opinion, but we'll, uh... he very he very much reminded <laughs> me of myself. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. We've already been talking for a while, Are so you... let's start the timer okay. now. There we go. All right. So you want me to jump? Just jump right in, dude. You want me we're to get in. in? You want me to get into it? Get in. Get on the island. You're okay. on, Get on the island. All right. So we're on the island. We're, we open a jungle. Our boy Jake, my favorite character, he is sweating like crazy. He's like super nervous because they're on an island full of snakes, and he's like, "Fuck, I hate snakes." And there are a couple of people that are trying to trap a snake. And he like radios in. He's like, "We got the snake, but I like I kind of suck as a person." And the person's like, okay, great. Or uh, Andrea, I should say. The the scientist is on the other line. And she's like, okay, good. Just like, like take care ahead. of business. Yeah. put Somebody put your hand in there. Yeah. And then <laughs> they try to get the snake and almost immediately they botch it. One guy gets bit. And Jake just like runs into the jungle. Like immediately he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> he runs away. It was so funny because <laughs> it was a really rare snake too. Yeah. And doesn't even try to recover. And no. he's like, we finally got it. He's like, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. He's like, just he jets immediately. And this is where I feel like I really identified with him because I 100% am Jake in that scenario. I'm like sweating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near these snakes. And I'm just jetting into that jungle immediately. So anyways, at the same time, Andrea's talking with s- some Navy muckety muck. And he's like, oh, hey, we're like trying to get like some biological weapons. And she's like, well, we totally bred like pit vipers with this like radioactive snake that's already on the island or some shit. And... Uh, they're like, oh, how'd it go? And it's like, oh, it's super scary. <laughs> it's like, it really didn't go well, actually. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. we're going to have to kill them or something. Like they have some of these snakes they bred 
and they're like growing like crazy and they're just they just oh, want to destroy word. them like they're not they're ridiculous yeah. they've got them like contained in this like giant metal box and, and the snakes are so like aggressive snakes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway they're, they're just like knocking the box around and they're like it make noise literally in the movie later, like gremlins. I thought I was like, yeah. "What kind of snakes would these be?" So, anyways, we see the we we kind of cut back to the person who got not bit, or one of the other helpers. He runs into like a river, and the mama snake, the one that birthed those mutant snakes, is there, and it's gigantic. It's like a million feet long. We actually, this is a totally unresolved storyline. The snake just exists on this island forever, yep. uh, but it eats this person. Then we cut and it says 24 hours later. And that's important to know. Terrible note. <laughs> CGI, by the way. Yeah, terrible CGI. For our listeners. Yeah. So it says 24 hours later for no reason. All it does is create all kinds of questions in my mind about what, what was going on for 24 <laughs> fucking hours between the scenario. But Luke Perry and Tom Berenger, Luke Perry goes into Tom Berenger's office. He's a former captain of a submarine. Tom Berenger's an admiral. And they're kind of discussing his dismissal from the Navy. He's up for a dishonorable discharge. He disobeyed a direct order on a submarine because he did not want to push the submarine way past its specs. He was kind of like, they just wanted to show off and they were endangering my crew and he refused. And so they're, they're going to kick him out of the Navy and Behringer's like, just, okay, I'm going to make it an honorable discharge. You can, you can retire with full benefits, but you have to do this one last thing. You have to babysit this submarine and take it from Japan to Taiwan, and that's it. And basically, he's going to have all kinds of people who are fresh out of submarine school. And then there's one friend. A new XO. Yeah, Yeah, and he says, I need my boy, the Cobb. And I already got him. Don't worry, yeah. And so, anyways, he he kind of agrees, even though it's kind of a babysitting trip. He's like real disillusioned at this point. He's like, whatever, fine. Then, somehow it's taken Jake 24 hours, apparently, to get back to the research tent, because now- Dude, we don't know how far away he was. <laughs> apparently, a real jungle, man. Maybe that's why he's sweating so much, because he just ran for 24 yeah. hours straight. So, he runs into the tent, and he's like, oh, shit. I Basically, it went totally awry. And she's like, did you give the anti-venom to the guy? And he's like, he ran into the jungle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't do it. They're like, okay, well, get the anti-venom over there. And he goes over and immediately drops and destroys like all of the anti-venom. So the only- Except anti- for two. The only anti-venom that they have left is the two that he had on this person at that moment. And so yeah. they only had two left. And they're like, shit, like this probably won't come into play anytime soon, but fine, whatever. Uh, not a big deal. And so- um, uh, then we then we cut on over back to the sub. Right, but I did, have a, I did have a that, question at this point. Do you think they yeah. named his character Jake because he was a snake himself? Jake the oh, snake. Oh, Jake the snake. No. Could have been. That's the thing, because he's kind of a snake, right? Yeah, that's true. He's kind of sucks. I don't think they're smart enough. Grass. So anyways, from this point, we transition into what is basically a very kind of simple submarine film. Because <laughs> a whole bunch of this is just like submarine action. It's like, oh, wait, I thought there was supposed to be yeah. some snakes involved. But uh, so anyways, they take off on their mission. Luke Perry's there. He's saying like, hey, what's up to all the people on the submarine? It's a skeleton crew. Not literally skeletons. They're actual people, but it's a, a very sparse crew. And uh, the Because it there. is a museum ship. And right. so they're not, they're not rigged for wartime. Right. They even make a point to say, hey, we've got torpedoes, but these are complete duds. They aren't even because real. Because they don't think this could handle shooting a torpedo. Yeah. And we cut back over to Behringer, who's learning that this mission may not be as easy as he thought. And why is that? Because 
China will be conducting military exercises in the area where he's sending the submarine. He's like, oh, shit. And then that, that guy who was discussing the snakes with uh, Andrea comes in as like, this is a very important confidential kind of mission. We need to save those scientists. So you, mm-hmm. so we need to figure out a, a, what to do. And Behringer kind of hesitantly is like, well, we do have a submarine in the area. We could send that submarine. And, yeah. okay, and then the it. guy that looks exactly like Dick Cheney is yes. like, yeah. tell the president. <laughs> I wondered if that, there was supposed to be a playoff to, of Dick Cheney at that point. He looked just like him. It was very similar. In mm-hmm. fact, we, I can't even tell. Was that actually Dick Cheney? It could have been. <laughs> That'd be funny. He's like, no, I just do these small time roles in movies. <laughs> like, what? This would have been right after uh, he was no longer vice president. So, yeah. yeah. He's he probably been, man. paying off whatever lawsuit he got from shooting that person in the face, right? Probably. Could have been. Probably. So, anyways. Like, if I make my money on Silent Venom, man, that's what you got to do. Got to do this. Uh, so, they send Perry on the mission. They, they send him off. He, he kind of alerts the, the submarine. Hey, we got to go do this thing. We got to go to this island to pick up these scientists. So, anyways. Scientists are all packing up. Andrea tells Jake the snake, hey, Jake the snake, uh, we got to destroy or we got to release all these snakes, destroy the two kind of mutant ones that we have, and then only bring four, two males, two females. And that's it. And Jake, being a snake, goes, hey, what if we bring a whole bunch back? And since no one knows we have them, we could sell them on the black market. And she's like, no, what the fuck are you talking? About? Obviously, no, no. <laughs> We're not taking a bunch of super venomous pit vipers onto a submarine to sell in where Taiwan. I guess I don't know. It's like that's a crazy, crazy idea, Jake. Don't do it. Just follow your mission. And of course, we see Jake disobey and immediately pack up all of the snakes and and kind of like secretly uh, pack up the mutant snakes as well. Yeah. So. She should obviously have seen the red flag here. Yeah, she immediately he's, he's walks off of like, flags. all right, you, pa- you pack up. Right. She's like, I got to go do something. Like, you really want to leave that guy just hanging out doing that? Probably not. Not he's like, the best move. They don't call him Jake the Snake for nothing. That's what I'm saying. No, they do not. Right. So anyways, the crew goes ashore. They see a whole bunch of snakes. They don't think anything of that. That's fine. And they go mm-hmm. up and they're like, hey, what's up, hot Steph? To the lady, because they don't even, there's a whole bunch of scenes where they don't think she's the scientist. They keep on thinking Jake's the scientist, but that's because yeah. they're sexist. And I don't believe that. And I would and obviously I, know she was a scientist. So, right now, there could have been a cool scene where they get attacked by the giant snake right. or something and they narrowly escape. But there's none of that. They just go to the island, pick them up. It's totally fine. They get on the sub, right. they're loading all the gear. And now we've got some of these brand new Samariners, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, coming out of school, and they say, "Hey, what is in these containers?" And, and this Jake's is like, <laughs> "This is the weird thing too, because I, I literally am sitting there being like, oh, Jake, the smarmy asshole, he's going to be the one who kind of ruins everything.' But it's really kind of the Submariners. Like he's right. He's kind of right later. Obviously, he shouldn't have brought on the mutant snakes and but stuff he did like nothing that. Wrong. But they they fucking opened that canister." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been <laughs> probably fine if they didn't do that, other than the mutant snakes. That was Jake's bad, obviously. Yeah, they broke out on their own. Right. To be discussed later. Right. Yeah, so the guy pretty much immediately opens up the container that Jake was like, please don't open that. And a snake lunges out, gets the dude right in the neck. Right. Straight and up. then now somehow, at this time. Somehow the wound disappears. Right. Yeah, this is the weird exactly. thing. It's Worst like so medic stupid. on planet. The dumbest Earth. doctor. I can't even believe it. I would like that's actually the the better storyline of this is how 
like he's faking being a doctor. Like he's like wringing his hands, like they're gonna find me out. I've never, I never got a medical degree. And they come in, and he's like, yeah. "Oh shit! <laughs> like <laughs> I have no idea what's going on." Like, did you not check the body at all? Like, you didn't see like the giant like, snake wound he has on his neck, right? Like in the neck. He's, he's like, "I don't know what's wrong with them." I have no idea. I don't no have idea. The, I don't have the advanced equipment to know. It's like, yeah, right. and Dude, later, um, later, you don't have eyes. Later, the other guy has a giant wound on his hand, and they're like, "What is that? A spider bite?" It's like, what the fuck are you talking? What spiders are you talking about here? It's gigantic. It's huge. It's like his entire hand. Right. It's insane. <laughs> so, anyways, now the Chinese uh, military exercise is completely underway. You do. You do. You did skip over a little bit. Luke Perry meeting Andrea and their sexual well, tension. This, this is like with going on right here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like me, likey. Although that's abandoned pretty quickly. It's weird. There's all kinds of stuff kind of in the middle of this movie where they like almost kiss and they're clearly like into each other. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's just like dropped later in the movie, but whatever. Oh yeah. They say there's no way we're doing that. Yeah. And there's even a scene where, um, cause you know, all the Submariners kind of nervous cause there's a lady on the sub and oh my gosh, we don't have a lady. And then she's like, Hey, um, you think I can, uh, shower? And uh, Cobb's like, yeah, I think you can. Let me show you the way. And then later, he almost walks into the shower while she's in there. Right. The captain was and the also, one. And that- also, by the way, during all this, there's snakes all over the sub. Right. And, and that was really like they crawling were- on the floor right near her feet in the shower, and she doesn't notice. It was shot so weirdly, too, because at times you didn't know where the snakes were, and then sometimes you did, and sometimes they were just, like, next to people, and they didn't notice at all. It's no, silent, it's silent at venom, point, guys. Silent. At one it's point, true. it was, like, hanging from the ceiling, and I could have sworn Jake saw the snake. Like, he looked over at someone, and the snake's behind the person, and then he just has to pretend like he doesn't see anything. I was like, <laughs> hmm. The guy got, guy got a rat tail or something? What is <laughs> yeah. What's that? Is that cra- that's a pretty cool yeah. rat tail. And the guy's like, what are you talking about, rat tail? Bip. <laughs> uh, so anyways. So yeah, uh, they the start Cobb, to do some war games and stuff like that, right? Well, they're doing war games, but yeah, the Cobb sees her, and then here we have a little quote from him as soon as he shuts the door. We're not on a submarine. That just isn't natural. Jeez, Cobb, women on a sub aren't natural? Right. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's been brought up a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, so during the war games and stuff like that, they start to do some evasive action. Here, you get a little tension between the XO and the captain, Luke Perry, and because he's not so sure that he wants to – Luke Perry wants to go into the Chinese waters. He's like, we got to do it to like avoid a conflict or whatever. But they mm-hmm. so they start heading in there and, and creating a little bit more danger uh, that way. Um, and also at this time, Jake goes back to his oh, yeah. containers. He's like, "I better check on these." And then he's like, uh, I, "Yeah, someone opened this. That's yeah. so not got, great." He got and nervous. Then he immediately lets Andrea know. Yeah, he got nervous because on. Jake, Jake, and Andrea got told like, "Hey, were you guys sick or anyone sick?" Like. We have someone who's really sick. So Jake got a little nervous and went back and figured out that the snakes had been released. And this is where, where it was funny with Andrea because he was basically like, this is not my fault and I want you to be – he basically wasn't telling anyone because he's like, I just want to be sure that we're not getting in trouble for this. And he's like, well, it's only, she's basically like, it's only four snakes, so it's fine. And he's like, it's more like 20, 22 snakes or whatever. And yeah. she's like, oh, shit. Like that's a lot of snakes. Which that seems like a gross <laughs> – 
under exaggeration of what we see. Yeah, we see a lot of snakes. On board the way, sub. way more than 22 snakes, unless they're all clustered together at all times. <laughs> they're just moving in this giant yeah. snake ball. Yeah, like a like, rat king kind of. They're all twisted up into one big snake kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so during the drill now, the Chinese surface ships start dropping depth charges. Yeah, which seems a little old, but fine, whatever. We'll let it, we'll yeah. let it pass. And it does rock the sub and- Knocks out the engine it, for a little bit. Yeah, it does. And at this time, Andrea also decides she needs to tell Luke Perry what is going on. And we get a pretty funny exchange. I, was, I laughed out loud when I heard this. Ma'am, you're not allowed I need to speak with the captain. What is it, doctor? We've got snakes on board and they're loose. Snakes? <laughs> you brought snakes onto this submarine? They were part of our classified research. I don't care what the... I hate snakes. You brought them on here without telling me. I had my orders. I don't care about your orders. I got a dead sailor. I got another one barely hanging on and upstairs. I got the Chinese Navy trying to sink this ship. <laughs> that was great. Wow. You brought snakes. I hate snakes. I hate snakes. The more important thing is I hate snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I got two dead guys. Whatever. I mean, basically, that... Right there, that dialogue sums up the entire movie. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what's going on right there. So anyways, Andrea, who's gotten the two vials of antivenom, she gives them over to the doctor because they've got to like make sure that if anyone else gets more, any more people get bitten, they can be taken care of. Um, and they try to decide what to do. So they all kind of cluster together. And there's something about like them liking warmth that becomes like a big storyline. It's like they like warmth. They like to be warm. Yeah. And then they want to turn off. And in the end, they start to have well, they to need do- to go into- They need to go into silent mode because there's a submarine around. They, they detect a uh, Chinese submarine. They can't communicate because their communication system was knocked out. So right. they're going to be considered hostile. So they have to go silent. And she's- They for, do. For whatever reason- And the she, XO is also like, that's a Chinese Han class. Yeah. A Chinese Han class attack submarine, I'm really certain- I'm sure their passive sonar has picked up something, but they're probably not sure, so they're hunting. Han class? We don't stand a chance, Captain. Oh, I don't know, Mr. Davies. Submarine's only as good as its captain. Yep. So he, he says that and then immediately needs help from the XO. The XO gives him a suggestion. He's like, oh, okay. It's like, well, silent, they're yeah. not going to do too great. <laughs> and so, yeah, they turn off the blowers. But Andrea, for whatever reason, doesn't like that as an idea. She's kind of like... Why would you if, – if you turn off the blower, it's going to get real cold and then they become slow and become harder to find and it's like, and well, I was wait, like isn't, isn't this better? You Don't want? you want the snakes to be really slow? Like I'm – No, I want them hot and riled well, up we want them ready quick. to attack people. <laughs> we want them real fast <laughs> and angry because of how hot it is. It's like, wait, what? And then throw butter on this floor too. We want them really greasy and slipped, yeah. uh, slippery. And then Harris comes around the corner and is like, did you say greasy? <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, I can do that. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> so, at the same time that this is all happening, Jake is like, fuck this noise about anti-venom with this Dumbo doctor who's not really a doctor, let me tell you. Uh, I'm going to go in and steal it. So, he goes in and he steals the anti-venom and the doctor comes in and like a complete idiot is like, what are you doing? And Jake is like, I got a headache. And then the doctor's like, well, let me get you some aspirin and gets to, gets, gives it to him. And only later does he realize, oh, he stole the anti-venom when – one of the other submariners, he goes in and finds out that the mutant snakes are now gone out, and he gets bitten, and he has a giant snake bite on his fucking like chest, like completely. Yeah. And they bring him in, and they're like we need the anti venom, and they realize that Jake 
is clearly the snake and has stolen this antivenom. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they make sure to confront him and they threaten him with something we threaten Brown with a lot. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got- Jake. Where are you going? Torpedo room. I'm checking for snakes. Yeah, well, you're headed the wrong way. Oh, thanks. I must have got turned around. If you have it, you need to give it to us now. I don't know what you're talking about. The antivenom. The man's life is at stake. <laughs> I don't have the antivenom. You were just in the sick bay, and now it's missing, so where is it? I'm going to find out, Captain. By all means, Mr. Davies. Hey! Strip search. Listeners, he's getting patted down right now. I told you I didn't have it. If I find out otherwise, I'm going to stuff you in a torpedo tube. Ayo. There we go. Oh! They're going to brom him. I'm going to put him right in that torpedo tube. World yep. War Jake the Snake. It's been a while. Oh. It's been a while since we threatened that Brom because you've become such a big part of our family. I know. I feel integral to the day-to-day mm-hmm. operations of this sub. Yeah. If we torpedoed you, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? We'd be a literal skeleton crew. Yeah. We'd be lost. <sighs> We'd be a couple of skeletons playing xylophone yes, with our ribs. Yep. Okay. So uh, what happens now? So he, he kind of ret- – Jake retreats to the torpedo room and we see him kind of – that's where he's hidden it. He's got the antivenom back there. So he kind of takes it out. Oh, yeah. And he's sitting there, and at this point, they turn back on the heat. No, it, not, not yet. yet. They're still silent running, and Jake causes a big commotion. Oh, that's right, because he sees- Because yeah. what's he using? He sees a snake, and he picks up the closest thing to him, and it just so happens to be a wrench. Straight up. Yes, it does. Yeah. And he's beating the shit out of this snake with it. No, he he's just, not. He's, he's mostly beating the shit out of some pipes. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Making a lot of noise. Bang, 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 and they're like, what? Is that somebody stop that, please? Yeah, and so then, and then, then it alerts that, the Han. That, that gives their position away. The attack yeah. submarine is all over that. Decides to send a little warning shot. So Luke Perry's up. He's up, he knows what's up, and he's basically like, if they wanted to hit us, they'd hit us because we're making all this noise, and obviously we're like an obvious target. And they shot a torpedo, and it's not going to hit us. So they did it on purpose. They just wanted us to know that they could destroy us. And then he kind of turns around. So it, it, it explodes. It kind of rocks them around a little bit, but doesn't do too much to them, like actual damage. And then he kind of turns around and does a fake uh, maneuver to convince them that they're going to shoot at the submarine, uh, the Han submarine. And so they kind of retreat. The Chinese submarine goes away. And it's supposed to be him being a good captain. It's kind of showing mm-hmm. off that he is posturing. They don't really have any live weapons, but he's able to get the submarine to go away. And Jake, meanwhile, he's been thrown to the ground. He gets like bit. He's trying to get some antivenom. At the same time, that giant mutant snake comes along, and he's looking wreck his day, man. Yeah, he's looking pretty tasty to that snake. We'll just say that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And so now, some of the snakes have been kind of sealed off. At least that's what they like want us to believe. In the torpedo room? Yeah, so they turn on because the- Because they, they turn, run and they spot him. And they're yeah, like, oh my God, that guy's getting eaten by a giant Yeah, snake. they turn back on the heat in the torpedo room at some point, it took, mm-hmm. and it's going to bring all the, the snakes over that way. And so all the snakes are kind of like coiled up in this torpedo room. What's weird is that they say they claim there are 22 snakes. I counted about like five plus like a whole bunch of rubber snakes. I'm not sure where the other snakes got the rubber snakes, but mm-hmm. um, they're all there because they're not moving and they look real fake. And it became – at this point, it descended into a little bit embarrassing. Like I felt like a little embarrassed for the actors because they see Jake, the snake, dead on the ground with this antivenom. And they're like, we have to get that antivenom. And Andrea's like, I'll do it. I understand these snakes. And it's basically you're watching and you just watch an actress 
with this weird music go on, crawl around on the ground with a bunch of rubber snakes and pick up some anti-venom. And you're like, this is really sad, actually. <laughs> I actually feel <laughs> I feel bad for her right now that she had to do this on camera because it does not look real. Yeah. It does not look good. It looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so now at some point also the gun, the handguns have been brought out. Yeah. And it should be noted that whenever these guns are fired, they are the quietest guns on planet Earth. Yeah, you'd be on – if you were firing so, these guns so many times on a submarine, you'd be blowing out your eardrums like left and right. You're in a contained space. Yeah, but space. These are just like – you're just like pew, pew, pew. And they're, and they're like, shooting snakes, like these tiny snakes, right in the head like multiple times. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, back at the con – all of a sudden, snakes are everywhere. For like, whatever reason. I don't reason. know how they I, got in. I don't know. Yeah, they're no hanging one knows. from the ceiling. They're, they're on, on like, the, the steering, steering wheel. wheel. They're everywhere. Yeah. And, and then like, Captain's even beating one to death with the phone. Yeah, we got to turn. We got to turn. And the big thing is like, there's a snake on the steering wheel. And so no one wants to turn it. And so Luke Perry has to shoot like, it. like, somebody needs to turn this. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, uh, no. It's real spooky scary. I was real scared at this point because of how many snakes there were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I couldn't even tell what happened. It almost seemed inexplicable to me. The captain like goes around a corner and Andrea's there and she's like covered in snakes. Was there a reason Literally for that? Literally just sitting there she with just sitting snakes on the ground with all snakes over. all over her. Was there an explanation? Yeah. Did she No. Did she, she, she grab all the snakes? She got into a sticky situation and the snake started slithering all over her and yeah, I don't know how she got there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She just like was sitting in a corner covered in snakes at one point. And Luke Perry, they they look like they're gonna about to kiss. And I was like, Oh, finally, that's like this this love story is coming to fruition. They almost kiss. He takes the snakes off of her. She gets bitten because she needs antivenom later. I didn't really notice that so much either. Like I guess she got bitten at some point. And anyways, uh they go back in and there's like a – the mutant snake is there now. So they basically they've, – they've subdued in most the, of the In snakes. the command room. Yeah. In the con, there is the giant mutant snake. Luke Perry basically is pantomiming with this terribly rendered CGI this, snake. This – I escape. laughed so hard at this scene because he is on – one side of the periscope yeah. and the snakes on the other, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. And eventually, Luke Perry's like, uh, "I'm just going to turn and go the other way." Jesus. He immediately turns, runs face first into the ladder. I didn't understand. In the what, room. It felt like it was a Almost mistake. Knocks himself out. It felt like it was a mistake they had to keep in. Like he did this by yeah. accident, and then they were like, "Well, we'll just like keep it in the movie." So, anyways, he's like, yeah. he's like holding the snake off barely, and then he electrocutes the snake, and that's how he yeah. he kills it. Very, uh, very like Jaws, like I guess uh, Jaws two, not Jaws, not Jaws one. It was like a they exploded, but Jaws two they electrocute Jaws. So very similar, very similar to Jaws two. And then yeah, so he's real contemplator after this. He kills, he's killed the snake. They've say he saved the whole like crew, everything, everything set. Yeah, oh, we're good. And he's real contemplative. So one of the last scenes we get before they kind of do the epilogue version or portion of the film is him like sitting in the torpedo room kind of thinking about life and love probably. <laughs> he's like, was this last trip worth it? Right. And we see – we also see him pack up – like he goes to his room to pack up and he packs up a, a picture of a lady, which I didn't understand. Like at no point are they have they really mentioned – his wife or kids or anything. 
he just has a picture there. He packs that up. Behind the picture is a snake. He pulls out his gun, shoots the snake. And everyone's kind of actually nervous because, you know, it's, it's weird. The, the undertone is the potential that he killed himself. <laughs> killed himself, I think. I think that's actually what, what, what the question was, is like, did he kill himself? Mm. But uh, so they go into the room and they just see that he had shot the snake. And they're like, oh, okay, good. Well, <laughs> they did it in a funny way. So the exo's walking down the hall, yeah. you know, looking for him. And then we just see an open doorway and the snake just flies out and hits the wall. Yeah. And so then we're on shore in Taiwan. Maybe we're back in Japan. It's it's hard to tell. And Andrea's there and she's kind of like getting better or trying to get better. She's going to be like going through physical rehabilitation or whatever. The exo's there. The cob's there. He's looking real relaxed. He's like in jeans and like a Hawaiian shirt. I couldn't tell whether it was supposed to be Luke Perry and Andrea or the Cobb and Andrea who was supposed to have the sexual attention anymore. Seemingly no one because no one smooches at all. They just say like right. goodbye to it. a completely professional relationship, which is, I guess, good. That's a, I mean, I, I commend them for having this be the case where literally they are like, it's good working for you. Good, good working with you. It's good. Off they go. They're like, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm going to go to Pearl Harbor and I'm going to sit on the beach for a week yeah. and visit my daughter. Like, and the okay, cob's like, I'm, I'm going to be a cob on the new boat. And the XO's like, I'm going to be a captain on the new boat. And then Tom Berenger's like, are you sure you don't want to still be in the Navy, Luke Perry? And Luke Perry's like, no, I'm good, man. And then they hug. And then Luke Perry goes, how about one for the road? And he pulls out his dick one more time. And he goes, oh, it feels good. And then he pulls it back in and goes, okay, well. Yeah. Yep. And then he's sitting out there waiting to get on his plane. And they say, all right, man, you can go. And then right after him, all of a sudden, you see guys like, oh, we got one more package. Let's put this on. And it's the container that held the snakes. Sequel alert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we end- Snakes on a plane. Did you notice the end was a scene with a guy with a yellow thing, like sending a helicopter off? It's like at the very, very end. Yes. It's a scene scene we've seen in- I think maybe four other films. They they reuse it in all of these films. That same how many, actual scene. How many of these other scenes have we seen in films? Like Crimson oh, Tide all of the, footage. All, I'm and sure. I'm sure. Hunt for Red October. It's all used in this. I yeah. think the uh, probably the the underwater submarine stuff they is from has been used in every bat, low budget film we've done. Like I yeah, think it's probably the same Hunt one over and over over again. Yeah. But anyways, I, I thought it was amusing because I, 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 we could take that scene and we could now take them and actually show identical like images from like four different films from that scene. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. One thing I do appreciate the when, they, <laughs> when they reuse like these scenes from other movies, you notice that they like really zoom in because they're like, yeah. oh. We, we don't want the whole thing on screen right, yeah. it, so it, people know. Like, just zoom in so we can only see half of the mast. You're like, yeah. why? What it are was, you doing it, That here? was very strange. I did feel like they were going super close up on those underwater submarines and stuff like that to make it so that it was very hard to follow. Same thing with the snakes. I, I felt like that was because they just didn't have the the Money. actual like uh, set to film on. So it was almost like they were filming like on the floor somewhere in the corner. So they were just like, there's some snakes. And you're like, I don't even know where's those where are those snakes supposed to be on the submarine. You have no idea of space in the submarine mm-hmm. at all as a result. They were getting everywhere. I guess, yeah. It's like almost like <sighs> they, they just were. had a guy like throw some snakes in the ground. They filmed it once and then they used it the rest of the time. They're like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snakes are around. 
It is funny just how much of the film also was like regular submarine action, like depth charges and torpedoes and stuff. Yeah. When the uh, entire conceit's supposed to be that snakes are on the submarine, but most uh, like a whole bunch of the danger has nothing to do with snakes at all. Right? Yeah. If you're like, well, we're trying. <laughs> They were, we're very invested. We're getting depth charged yeah. by the Chinese Navy. They were very and, invested oh, in this by Chinese the way, there Navy are thing. Also snakes. Yeah, and it was funny too. You gotta wonder why. Because like Andrea, remember when they turned off the blowers? At one point, they visited Andrea, and she was like all curled up in a blanket and like shivering. Oh yes, yeah. because because basically they hadn't dealt with her for like a really long time with the movie. They they'd be like, oh yeah, we know there's snakes around, and you're the snake expert, but like. We got other stuff to deal with. The snakes are not important right now. And she just sat in the corner like shivering because it was cold. That was it. Very strange. One thing that was also really strange, would, once you knew the snakes were on board, wouldn't you close a bunch of doors, try to keep them out of areas? You don't understand these snakes, Kyle. I okay. guess not. They can, they can get, evaporate They're through getting the everywhere. They're going through the vents. They're going through. Think of um, the rift, right? And think of that really dangerous plant that was growing all up, right? They were yeah. like, hey, let's contain this plant. But guess what? It was in the water supply. It was going through vents. It was everywhere. It's true. So why even bother? Why even waste the energy shutting the door? Why not just lay down and Embrace die? it. Yeah. Embrace death. Just Embrace the snakes. it. And in fact, that's what Andrea and Luke Perry did. Eventually, they were just like holding these snakes and kind of like sitting in the corner with the snakes draped all over them. Mm-hmm. We are now the snake people. Right. Yes. All right. Let's yeah. get into some ratings. I would like someone else to go first. I can go first. Go ahead. So I have a really big soft spot for snakes on a plane. I... Love that movie. I think it is. When I went and saw that, I had very low expectations and I was absolutely blown away. I was like, this is a surprisingly fun. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say you're really drunk. I was, and I was very drunk. No, no. (laughs) That would have been great. Um, So this is essentially, I, (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, it's just like the same idea. Minus, I mean, in a plane. Samuel Jackson wasn't getting depth charged, anything like that. But Snakes on a Plane had the money. This movie did not, obviously because this idea has essentially already been done, but in a plane. And we did just watch 2010 Moby Dick. So a year later, the CGI in that movie was notably worse. Granted, this was not good. <laughs> right. I think there's just more... Uh, CGI right. needed. <laughs> That's probably Moby it. <laughs> yeah, so more in your face. Yeah, the asylum. Like, holy crap! The asylum operates basically on someone running around a, a green screen and mm. having all kinds of garbage happen on screen. This, this yeah. actually, we, it's so weird. This was made in two thousand nine. Very, very strange. I yes, I I would agree because let's see, Snakes on a Plane was before this and looked so much better. That was from 2006. So, probably had what do you what, want with 25 this? times the budget, though. True, true, but it didn't have Luke Perry, did it? No, it did not. <laughs> it should have. Uh, yeah, the acting I thought was fine. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> <What>? anything. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> like, 
We have seen some absolute trash. All okay, right. We and have will, seen some really bad stuff. I will, I will give you that. Luke Perry was fine. I think Luke Perry was fine. Yeah. But Andrea was not good. And no, not the best. And I wish a, I wish she's an adult the whole time. film actress. I don't know what you expect out of her. Jake Jake the Snake was hilarious in a. He was almost like oh, he was all over the place. It was like he had just snorted like a, a pile full of cocaine and was like, "I'm ready to act. Let's do this." Dude, whenever He's I kept looking at him, I just kept thinking Alec Baldwin. Yeah. He for was some s- reason sweating profusely the entire time. Yeah. So that being said, storyline was fine. Whatever. I enjoy snake trapped movies. I don't know why, but I do. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a three point five. Wow. I'm actually I am surprised it's so high. Do you I'm do, do you have by that. do you have the scores handy of what we've given other ones? Uh not right now. Uh, I, I, I was know just the- thinking of I know the ones yeah. that I need to to give my review. What about do you, do you remember what I gave Steel Sharks? Three Steel and a half, Sharks maybe? was like a three or three and a half. Yeah, I feel like I want to come in. So I'll go next. I I want to come in a little under Steel Sharks. So this is another one of those cases. Like I do have a soft spot for these '90s type films, and it's, again, it's so funny. This is 2009 because this really fits right into being like a 1998 film. So it's like a decade late, but they're still doing so much practical effects. As I said, rubber snakes like. If this was truly like an Asylum 2009 project, all of those snakes are CGI, even the ones on the ground and shit. And they look terrible. And you're like, I hate this because it's so dumb and bad and you're just like out for the money. This is still practical effects. You're still seeing the practical effects of these submarines. Probably, granted, they were probably made in the 90s, but still like practical effects of that. They're filming on the USS Pompanito. So it's not some like stupid warehouse that they're, they've fashioned to be a submarine. They're, they actually did film on a submarine. So you, really, well, mm-hmm. you can tell because it was yep. it was the same set as uh, Down Periscope. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You did just uh, interject. You did give Steel Sharks a three five. Yeah. So I was going to come in a little under. That's why I was going to do a three. I just want to make sure that three five, um, because I did I did enjoy this, and I, and I understand. I, I'm guessing Brahm is also still probably going to be a little shocked even by that score in the end because this is not a good film. I just found it. A, I found it a fun film. I found Jake to be fun. I found it it kind of descended at the end to be really in, almost embarrassingly stupid with the fake snakes and people are just like crawling around and it became it became nonsense. And then there's legitimately like a whole bunch of submarine action for no reason. Like it's it's even crazy Dude, that they decided to do this. Isn't that great? Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like no, we're going to interject Chinese war games to this. It's like, but you it's already a snakes on a submarine film. <laughs> like what? It'd be almost <laughs> like if they were did snakes on a plane and the middle of they're like Russia's the Russia MiGs are after us. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Evasive <laughs> action. You'd be like, but there's already snakes. Why do you have to do evasive action on anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Especially with the- <laughs> <laughs> a jet that size that they were on that'd be great it would have been a, it almost would have been even better if like halfway through this film the snakes just went away and they were just doing submarine like evasive action and stuff so i don't know I, I i found it infinitely amusing i think the director as we've seen with countermeasures and stuff like that i can't remember was countermeasures the one where they bombed the uh, empire state building and like it fell on that taxi or yeah, was that yes, the other one was. see no that I, was yeah that was countermeasures not countermeasures 2 I need whatever to, the you other know what? name is. I need to fucking start watching more of this guy's films because I also was tickled by that film 
and everything about it. So I don't know. Maybe he just makes good films <laughs> that, that I enjoy because I'm giving I'm giving <laughs> sure. this a three, and it might be too high. Wow. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm bringing up the rear here. I am. Uh, I'm pretty stunned by those ratings. I, I feel like you guys covered the movie pretty well and and sort of discussed the numerous shortcomings and the very few and far between positives of this uh, movie. Uh, so I don't need to add much to it. Other than I was a little confused. Obviously, the the jungle um, snake uh, monster right. that was massive obviously required CGI. But the hybrids that they had on the submarine, although large, were not so large that they couldn't have used like a boa constrictor or anaconda or something. And it would have just looked infinitely better. Yeah, they could have um, done. They could have done a bone constrictor for most of it. And, and then, well, like did, it's not like they show the uh, other than the actual one like a taxi where it got electrocuted. They weren't really showing it in attack mode. It was more just slithering. So I mean, yeah, you could just well, use even even when real... even when he electrocutes it, it wasn't that was then practical effects, right? Wasn't it a puppet at that point? Anyways, it could have been. So, yeah, yeah, that yeah, did, it, yeah, it definitely looked better than CGI at that yeah. point. Yeah, so, or even use forced perspective or something, but the CGI I, was god awful. I think the only thing they only seen that they probably would have felt like they had to was him with a periscope and having to dodge. <laughs> you know? Such a good scene. It's necess- so it's, and it's necessary, so Brom, you're on the wrong side of this. It's a <laughs> necessary scene to the narrative, so I guess so. Uh it just looked like um it looked like augmented reality, like uh, like Pokemon Go or something, just kind of like slapping these snakes <laughs> on on uh, these yeah. different scenes. It was really bad. It was really bad. I just can't. I can't even imagine being Luke Perry having to like film that. Yeah, where it's just like just pretend like you're dodging away from the snake around the periscope. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, how? how uh. <laughs> what do you think they, they got somebody on the other end? The director's got like a, a big snake puppet, and he's like moving yeah. it back. He's like dodge, 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 dodge. He's also he's holding Luke Perry's check in the other hand. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. If you dodge this, you, you get it. He's you like, get okay, the money. Yeah. We film. This is the last thing we're filming. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. God, it was so, a it was a mess. That's a twelve? So. Is it twelve or what are you thinking? Ten inches? Or what? No, I think this goes in between. Obviously, it's not as bad as Stinger, but right. it also wasn't as. I, I love some of the elements and quotes uh, from Moby Dick. There were some lines from it that oh, actually made get that out of here. Moby Dick, two thousand ten. Sorry, you have to say it right. It's two thousand ten Moby Dick. It's two thousand ten Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah. I thought two thousand ten like, Moby Dick is awful. So no. And I do I mean, accept that. The, I think it's a it's an insult to put this anywhere near something like Steel Sharks, uh, or even what was like the Jean Claude Van Damme one and uh, Dolph Lundgren one that we watched. Uh, Blackwater. No, I don't know. Blackwater. I kind of I, I kind of enjoyed this better than Blackwater, but uh, not me. Was it Blackwater? Yeah, not me. I'm I don't putting, know. I'm putting this in between uh, Stinger and 2010 Moby Dick. I'm going to give this a point two five. If this had a, if this had a lucky coin, this is at three and a half or four for me. Ooh, <laughs> so, sure, yeah. I, I would have got on board with that. There's just not much I could point to, or or I I I feel like this is one like thirty episodes from now we're gonna like forget just about everything from this one. Except we're oh, gonna, yeah, right, not me, man. Yeah, no, episode ninety. We're, <laughs> we're, we're this redoing one on this my radar one. for a long, long time. <laughs> and I'm gonna say I actually dreaded. That. I thought this was gonna be another stinger, and I was wrong because it was not another stinger. Because it's watchable. 
Well, no, and I, I just know. I have a I have a soft spot for the '90s types of films. This is very much like those diehard knockoffs. It just happened like ten years too late. Somehow in in 2009 they still made one, which seems crazy because even later like Steven Seagal films are so bad compared to this because they start to get all I don't know they get all strange with like like submerged. Yeah, kind of just with like the narrative. He 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 pushes all kinds of weird like own belief systems into it. It's so strange. Mind control. <laughs> exactly. Movies, uh, something that I've experimented with. Some of these yeah. really bad ones that we've been watching over the past few months really are making me appreciate The Rift. Yeah, The Rift is actually I, – I don't know. I can't remember what I gave The Rift, but it was fun. I think I gave it some gave it a five. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I thought that one was a lot of fun. I thought, but the thing is, is, I enjoyed countermeasures and stuff like that too. And those, those are, it's very similar to this one. Like, I just have a, that aesthetic, the way it looks, the way they do it, how stupid the narrative is, how stupid the writing is, how bad the acting is. It just like, it, it appeals to me. It's just like such a knockoff of Die Hard and they just do everything half assed and it kind of tickles me. So just one of my shortcomings, I guess. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Should I get into some trivia? Let's do it. For it. All right. So I'm going to be honest with the listeners, like the trivia I may have not, I didn't make it up, but I, I just kind of like reached where I could to find something. So according to IMDb, the submarine first shown. So that was the one it was docked. Uh, was the, it was attack class 646 type submarine. I didn't even, I didn't even know what that was. And it's tied up at the dock. Then they showed a second submarine and that was the one um, diving. And that was a, that was a boomer. So it was like the big one. But the exteriors, and I swear, this is not mentioned anywhere. I swear to God, that's the U.S. Pompanito because it's the same set. And you can tell from the sonar little like desk, that's the same set as down Periscope. So it's got to be the U.S. Pompanito. Dude, submit it's, it. I'm pretty sure online it did say it was a Balao, what's, what the interior is a Balao. So, and that matches up with the Pompanito. But I'm pretty almost positive it's the same set. All right. The roars and hissing of the CGI snakes are the same sound effects from the Python series. So I know you all probably were thinking and being like, whoa, doesn't this sound familiar? Yeah, it's from Python, the Python series that everyone knows and loves. Great. And this is similar trivia to last week. Remember they had uh, from 2010 uh, Moby Dick, they talked about how like something was from War of the Worlds. And yes, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to suspect this isn't like Easter eggs that they're hiding. It's just they're being cheap. So they're just reusing stuff. But I may be wrong. Could be. All right. So when Tom Berenger is giving the mission to start the movie, uh, or sorry, when uh, when um, uh, what's his name? God, Luke Perry is being given his mission. He's wearing aviator wings on his breast pocket instead of really. Dolphins. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. And then later, it changed. They change it to dolphins. So he's wearing dolphins later in the film, but in the beginning, he's wearing aviator wings. Oh, wings. So that's. Kind of ridiculous. Goodness. So, and then this was used as a plot hole, and I did actually agree with that. They said the deeper in the ocean you go, the colder it gets. So theoretically, they could have dove, turned off the heat, gotten it so cold that the snakes slowed down, and they would have been able to survive because they're warm-blooded and the snakes are cold-blooded. And all the snakes would have stopped. And I did want to note that for whatever reason, the snake expert contended that this was not a good idea for some reason. That should make crazy. No sense. Yeah. No, we can't slow them down, please. All right. Speed them up. <laughs> just so can't trust I'm... someone called a herpetologist. 
Right, exactly. Herpes tolerance. True. <laughs> so then uh, this is re- listed as a remake of a film, actually. So it's called Fertilance. And it's a film about snakes getting loose on a submarine and sinking the submarine sinking and then being trapped on the bottom of the ocean. So we could have watched this for Trapped. That's a real movie? 1974 movie, I believe. Fur de Lance. Add it to the list. (laughs) Fur de Lance. I've been... No, I think it's American still. I've been re-listening to all the episodes and... Did I mention that one before? No, no. Well, maybe. But point of the story is you've mentioned like 30 or 40 movies and these various... (laughs) Trivia segments and <laughs> fandom segments that we do not have on our list. So we have right. got plenty of material material out there, Kyle. Yeah. We'll get to a hundred. Don't worry about it. We'll get we'll get to syndication. So So anyways. Finally, Luke Perry is obviously most famous for say it all together. Nano two oh no. Okay, nine two oh no. Uh so <laughs> which stars of other high school shows would have been good here? So what about Misha Barton from the OC? Mm, well, she's got a. I don't know who that is. Misha Barton from the OC and the new reboot of The Hills. She's on that one now. Very cute. So, and I know what you're going to say, Brom. She can't be Tokyo Rose. <laughs> I haven't done that joke in a long time. I know. But I've uh, listened to episodes here and there as well. So, I mean, if we have to pick someone other than our doctor. She actually would be a good doctor, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think but, she would be. And that's not even being sexist or anything. Like, I actually think she would be a good doctor. Sure. Uh, character. And I'm not talking about the dumb doctor who doesn't know how to diagnose a snake bite. Yeah, but there's I mean, nothing that, saying that the uh, the rogue doctor assistant here couldn't be a sister character or, or another woman. So right. we could plug her in there for uh, Jake a, the Snake. Could be uh, a, Jane the Snake. Right. What about uh, James Vanderbeek? Uh from Dawson's Creek, obviously. Jake the Snake, probably. I think that's probably right. I think he's a good good Jake the Snake there. What about Blake Lively from Gossip Girl? Uh, Admiral Bradley Wallace. Nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining that right now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, what about Drake from Degrassi High? So Drake the rapper, obviously, was in a high school... Uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the Pacific Island natives. Hey. That's not I offensive. Think- He's Canadian. That's true. He is Canadian. <laughs> but I will say he is – he would have been a good maybe XO. You think so? I think so. I, c- I could see that. Could he rap These are supposed to be like old movie. washed up guys though, aren't they? What, the XOs? No, those are the Cobbs. Well, the Cobbs, oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say, the the Captain I wouldn't Cobb, say yeah, the XOs the XO are upcoming. The Cobbs, yeah, yeah. The, I wouldn't say they're washed up or anything. They're just like the veterans who didn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily in line to be like the leaders of the boat or whatever. They work better as like um, subordinates. What about Seth Rogen? He was in Freaks and Geeks. Wait, there's a guy named Major Drake. Oh, so there we go. He's Major oh, Drake. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Seth Rogen, yeah. now there is your Jake the Snake. Oh, that's good. Yeah, actually, he, I, I can imagine that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Ed Harris? So it's a little known fact. He was actually uh, a cast member of a, a high school show called Beachwood, Be- uh, Beachwood Beach. Uh, terrible name. But um, so it was a high school drama he did early in his career. So he played a kid from the wrong side of the tracks. 
um, he's sent down to the south to finish high school and just to keep him out of trouble and stuff. And he loves to dance. And let me tell you, this town does not like dancing. And so one day he is caught dancing. Oh, shit. And the police, they start chasing him. And he t- takes him on this long like chase and eventually crashes his car into the into the local grease factory. And it goes up in flames. And so then the rest of the series, that was a pilot episode, all in the pilot episode. Wow. And the rest incredible. of the series, I know, the rest of the series is him trying to rebuilding by hand himself the grease factory. He's knee deep, shirtless, knee deep in grease. Uh, and it, it actually, they filmed 168 episodes in the first season alone. And then it went off the air. And it was just him rebuilding this grease factory. Covered There's in. no dialogue, just just him. Yeah, watching this man rebuild it. Yep, we built a grease factory. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think he'd be good here as well, rebuilding a grease factory? <laughs> I do. I do. I don't know where they fit that into the storyline. I guess he's 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 one of the people on the island rebuilding a grease factory. Duh. And then he, there's a whole second storyline where he's battling the original mother snake yeah i guess yeah oh yeah and it tries to swallow him but he's so greasy he just slips out he just slips all the way through the snake he goes in one and he end sets of the snake, himself comes on right, fire he gets gets right out the other <laughs> side of the snake <laughs> and the snake tries to constrict him and just yeah. boop, pops right out oh that'd be great he like coils around yeah. him like, boop. <laughs> what <laughs> all right so yeah, i'm gonna finish up and we didn't even finish cast him <laughs> No, we didn't. Oh, no, we did. We cast him as a Captain. second oh, character. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a majority a of the film. Now the film is three hours long, which is good for <laughs> us, uh, with one and a half hours devoted to just uh, Ed Harris's storyline. So, But I hope it's just like we see the entire movie like we saw, and then it says, meanwhile. Meanwhile. Yeah. It just goes into this other thing. Like, yeah. What? What's happening? It's 24 hours earlier. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> uh so, Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. All right, so you think this would be hard? It never is anymore. It's just, it's <laughs> one of those things. Great. So, anyways, uh, somehow this shares an actor with 2010 Moby Dick. So, I was pretty happy with that, actually. Um, Oliver Rayon, he played Sailor Wilson in this one. I think he was the one who may have been the fir- the one who opened the container and got was the first one bit. I yeah, the so. dumbass. And he played Bulkington in Moby Dick, 2010 Moby Dick. Sorry, I keep on saying it. 2010 Moby Dick. So we can just keep on going from last week's Phantom Zone. And I said, I specifically said last week that I thought 2010 Moby Dick could become a hub in which we funnel terrible movies through. And this is the first of that. It's coming to fruition already because this bad film, also although it's great, uh, funneled immediately into 2010 Moby Dick and straight to Phantom. So, are we Yeah, it is easy for you. That's good, man. It's no big deal. That's real good. All righty. It's it's snakes. snakes. <laughs> World nice wide wide wide. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, you got a new new stuff all the time. It's so it's WTF month. You did, did whales you, wait, last can, week. Can I jump in real quick? Did you ever do a Han class, by the way? I don't think so, but that huh. would have been low hanging fruit, okay. wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been. So I was looking at some of the most venomous snakes in the world, and you didn't and do. Did you not do a pit viper for this one? 
No, I did not. Even though the even though the snakes in this were pit, vi- pit vipers. Correct. I did okay. not. I wanted okay. something also, more dangerous. Also, those are second second lowest hanging fruit. You even reached higher. I did. Okay. I did. Um, to what may be considered some of our favorite drinks. King Scorpion Cobra. Ball. Oh, King Cobra. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. So King Cobra is considered the third most venomous snake in the world. I originally was going to do Can I guess the one? top three, but I didn't want to, you know, have this go on for super long. So sure. I thought, what can I, the Can heck? I guess number one, though? Yeah. Daddy Long Legs. Nailed it. Perfect. Technically, a snake, the Daddy Long Legs, <laughs> um, is the most venomous snake on earth. That's a fact. Um, so... I got this information from Britannica. How exciting. Oh, wow. So. Popped in that CD around? You went to town? Yeah. I, I do know which one's the most venomous. Oh, you do? Yeah, I won't spoil it. Okay. So, everybody should be familiar with the King Cobra. If you're not, it is the one with the hood behind its head. Um, while many Cobras have this, this is actually not a member of the Cobra family, as weird as that is. It is its own kind of fun. Uh, so they live in India and Southeast Asia, and they range. How big do you think they get? You guys know? 15 which, feet. Which one is this? King Cobra. The King Cobra. Yeah, 15 feet sounds like a good guess. So uh. that's, that'd be considered big. It's 10.4 to 13.1 okay. is normal for an adult. Uh, the longest they have on record is 19.2. Easy breezy, 15 right in there. Yeah, so they usually weigh also around 13 pounds, but they did capture one in the wild that was 26 pounds, wow. so twice the weight. It's almost uh, as much as I weigh. Exactly. They have an average lifespan of 20 years. Uh, their diet consists of other snakes, rodents, <laughs> and lizards. So they mainly, like their name... Actually, is derived their you know scientific name is derived from the word snake eater, in a uh, I can't remember if it's Greek or whatnot, but in an older language, they also so they'll mainly eat it would things have to be Latin, like right. Probably is uh, they'll hunt pit vipers, so there you go, there and they'll also hunt things like pythons, which I thought was pretty crazy. I mean, pythons are huge. Uh, they no, will it, it just nibbles on it for a little bit and leaves it like nom 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 nom. <laughs> 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 Sticks up with its hood. Uh, so after eating, it can actually go for months until it needs to eat again, which is wow. wild. Well, when you eat a python. That's true. Usually when, I, when, python, I, eat, when I eat a python, I usually don't eat for a month afterwards. Dang. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta give yourself some time. Yeah. Uh, so when laying eggs, the female will drop between 12 to 51 eggs and incubate them for 51 to 79 days. Now, you may be asking yourself, what if we get bit, right? Right. What would happen? Because they're so venomous. Uh, The toxins will result, this is from Wikipedia, the toxins will result in severe pain, blurred vision, vertigo, drowsiness, and eventually paralysis. This will lead to a cardiovascular collapse, and the victim can fall into a coma if... You do get bit, you need to seek immediate 
medical attention because it can be fatal in as short as 30 minutes. Hmm. So there were no King Cobras on this boat because people were dropping super fast. Uh, And no surprise, this didn't shock me at all. They say the people who get bit the most often are snake charmers. No shit. Uh, It is technically the National Reptile of India, and they are a threatened species, and so they are protected due to their conservation status. If you do kill one, you can be put into prison for up to six years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's it, man. That's snakes worldwide. Uh, I thought you were counting down a few snakes or something. Well, can you can you tell us what the most venomous one is? Uh, the most venomous, uh, the king cobra, is is one of the most deadly because it 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 has. Uh, although its venom is not the most potent, it it applies a ton of it in one go. It just delivers mm. a ton of it. Uh, can I ask you a quick small amount of strikes. venom? Yes, that's true. Uh, okay. The most venomous snake in the world is, uh, it's like an inland taipan. Yes. Australian. Also called the fierce snake. Oh. That's a terrible name. I like the inland taipan actually better. I know fierce snakes just sounds a little weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Brom, do you know this much, these many, so many facts about snakes because you are in fact a snake? I am not, in fact, a snake. I did some research for my countdown, which we're going to be doing here momentarily. And I also have a huge uh, uh, snake, uh, a huge snake fetish. I have a huge uh, reptile enthusiast friend uh, in my circle of friends who uh, he's kind of like. uh, That's what they that's what they call it now. What's that? A reptile if somebody has, a reptile if somebody has herpes, call him a reptile enthusiast. Yes, yes. Right. he actually goes to schools and stuff, and uh, um, actually will bring his animals with him and and show the students and all that. I was actually wow. thinking if I had more time, I was thinking about maybe getting him on the podcast to talk about snakes and do my countdown for me. But he would, well, we uh, can always bring him someday. on later, and we can yeah. talk about even more venomous snakes, even right. more. When we do for the lands, right? This other snake one? Oh, yes. There we go. We'll for plan sure. it for that. We'll Let's plan book it for it. Fertilance. We'll do it. Yeah. All righty. All right. I'm ready. Brom, you Tube. ready? I'm ready. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. So, uh,. My friend that I was just mentioning, he would have, uh, I think, also pointed out that some of the snakes we saw tonight are uh, domesticated uh, and safe. I, I think there were a few that uh, even looked like uh, corn snakes and stuff like that, that uh, would have been harmless to people. Um, there were some uh, references here, though, that there were, that these were very lethal pit vipers and things like that. Uh, and they were silent killers. This is silent venom. But they are, uh, they're joined by many other uh, poisonous and venomous animals in the animal kingdom. So tonight's countdown, I'm, count da- I'm counting down uh, five of the most poisonous slash venomous non-snakes oh. in the animal kingdom, just to enlighten Here everyone. we go! 
and maybe we can uh, sort of uh, plug and play a little bit here, and you guys can tell me if any of these creatures would have made for a good uh, hijinks on the uh, submarine tonight. So number five, what if it was Silent Venom Pufferfish? Mm. I mean, if, it's definitely optical because it's, it's the ocean, so there could be pufferfish around. Mm-hmm. This uh, um, pufferfish, this delicacy of the deep is often served in Japan by the name Fugu. Only licensed, licensed chefs are permitted to serve the pufferfish, as on average, 30 adventurous foodies are poisoned each year. Six restaurant goers died between 1996 and 2006. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I think I think for it to be truly applicable to this film, there would have had to been a – maybe we have it be like an advanced submarine, some sort of like futuristic submarine where they have a sushi bar on the <laughs> craft. Oh, that'd be real good. And right. they've got a really inexperienced chef. Maybe it's his first day outside of oh, culinary school. And it's quite the adventure, this culinary adventure. Yes. That could be it. That could be the whole movie, actually. Right. Is That's the whole shtick, is it's a submarine restaurant. Right. It's a, it's a culinary adventure. That, that'd be the tagline. Get ready for that'd a culinary good. adventure. <laughs> you guys did yeah. see the tagline for Silent Venom, right? I did, but remind me. Uh, let's see. Where was it at? Here it was. Death doesn't creep. It slithers. At yeah. least that That's makes not the worst, sense. I, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be much worse than that. Yeah. Other uh, than like steel sharks. What is that? 200 feet down. No one can use scream. scream. That was just... pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> okay. we, we, we remembered <laughs> that it. That movie? It makes no, no sense. No, right, 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 right. It's bad. We remembered it, though. That's true. That's true. Number four, though, the poison dart frog. The most poisonous animal on Earth, in fact. Poison dart frogs receive their name from their history of being utilized by American Indians to lace their blow darts with their deadly toxin. An amount of poison on the head of a pin is enough to kill a human. Wow. I do kind of like that as an option. Be it where it's covered in frogs, because I don't think frogs that's used enough. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's not go. used enough in in film as like the dangerous creature is poisonous. They, just, they frogs. just don't look scary though. They're actually kind of adorable. It's true. Yeah. That's the thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at this cute! Oh my god!" <laughs> right. <laughs> dead. And I'm dead. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, man. That'd be good. They'll get you. Make it happen. They'll get you. Number three, Jamie, you're going to love this one. I'm going to love it. The Brazilian Wandering Spider. Oh. Also known as the Banana Spider, the Brazilian Wandering Spider is responsible for more human deaths than any other spider. A fraction of one millionth of an ounce of its venom is enough to kill a mouse. Its bite also causes uncomfortable erections that last for hours and often an impetus and impotence. This thing uh, would be perfect for a submarine film. Just everybody's walking around. (laughs) Well, no, because then you get bit too. Obviously, (laughs) I think. I think you tell the real problem would be that there is there would be like a mutiny afoot, right? Because everyone's got those erections Mm -hmm. going, and the captain's like, Mm -hmm. "What the fuck?" Guys, yeah, 
Everybody's trying to usurp my authority. <laughs> Everybody's dick is just raging war on their inseam. Exactly. <laughs> no, Captain, I'm and sorry. There'd be all sorts of because it's all such tight quarters. It'd be all sorts of awkward scenes of people trying to get past <laughs> each other on the sub. <laughs> now that Damn is a it. movie I could see us making. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, We'd have fun with that one. That actually is not a bad idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> our submarine film is actually that there's sp- spiders on board and it's a spider that gives you uncomfortable erections i kind of love the name too the brazilian wandering spider yeah it just kind of wanders it, it makes about. you think yeah but also the aka banana spider kind of has double entendre there yeah. i still oh, think yeah. we, we'd still have to somehow incorporate time travel into this movie but otherwise it I think we've done. got it yeah we've got it most can of it easily be done Number two, the blue-ringed octopus. These golf ball-sized octopi Uh carry enough poison to kill over two dozen adult humans in minutes, with no known antidote. Size? They're the size of a golf golf ball. ball. Yeah, and with no known antidote, weighed carefully into the tide pools of Asia and Australia. We need some radioactive material to balloon these. octopi up to ginormous um, sizes. Although, or we could go really far down to some rift or something and they could just be big there. Yeah. Again, they're kind of adorable. Exactly. A blue I mean, ring octopus? Yep. They're kind of cute. Silent and cute, but deadly. Is that our? Is that the film we're making? Where it's that, that dark is, frogs and That's the tagline at the very least. Yeah. Oh, they do look very cool. <laughs> And pugs, uh, the six. I think those, those are the six <laughs> most venomous creatures on earth. That are actually pugs. the pugs. Yep. Uh, may, maybe, maybe uh, but it can't maybe, bite uh, you because its face is so flat. Right. Exactly. And that's it. Part of it's the face is flat because of the venom, really. <laughs> All the venom it has. Yeah. That that black the black muzzle is uh, from the necrosis. Uh, its right. face is rotted out from all the venom. <laughs> Makes sense. Number one, the box jelly. Oh, yeah. The box jelly has caused nearly 6,000 deaths since 1950. Its venom is so overwhelmingly painful that human victims most frequently die immediately of shock. Pro tip, wear pantyhose if you are swimming in the oceans of Asia and Australia. What? So you just go into shock that's and real. then you drown? Yep. Has anyone survived? There have been survivors. Uh, typically, it involves a friend dredging them out of the water to the shore. And uh, if uh, vinegar is, is on hand nearby, I don't know if there's or like urine. A, I don't think the urine thing works, but uh, agreed, double, agreed double check thing. that. Uh, vinegar yeah. at 100% though, because it has a, acetic acid which will neutralize the neurotoxins or whatever they're called that the box jellyfish's sting is is uh, kind of applying. So you can neutralize a lot of them before they enter in into the bloodstream. And again, pantyhose, though, will, will kind of stop it outright if you were to brush up against one. So there you Not go. Sure. See, the, it's funny. Whatever all these... gets you just isn't like long enough to penetrate it or something? I guess so. Huh. Um, yeah, it's funny because all these other animals I've I've thought in my mind and figured out how we might incorporate into a submarine film. I'm not sure about the box jellyfish. 
it's I don't know, scary, unless you though. did a like it a is, twenty thousand yeah. league situation where you yeah, send that's a good call out of the yeah. sub. Yeah, there we go. We're sending someone out of the, the submarine. Actually, like the you know movie uh, with the the sphere, right? Yeah, with Samuel they, Jackson and Dustin Hoffman. They should do that more often in submarine films, almost like spacewalking. Like they need to get people outside those submarines more often. Water walking, exactly. Yeah, they don't maybe, do that. Maybe enough. there's a futuristic one where there's actually water inside the sub to regulate pressure, and it's something that you can like breathe. It's like a abyss situation, right? Like a polyfluorine or whatever. Yeah, and you're able to navigate through the sub, and they use that to sort of allow you to dive deeper or some shit. It could work. It could work. And the, and the jellies get in somehow through a torpedo tube or something. And they've been mutated to be able to breathe the liquid as well. Yeah, that's true. And they can walk. Right. And they're <laughs> basically, they're shaped like a human. And I'll say they look like a human. Yes. But they're box but really jellyfish. They're jellyfish. And oh they God. can perform in a big band and play <laughs> yeah. and play sweet music. Mm-hmm. You're like, and that it, drummer has like 10 arms. And we call it Fish. That's the band's name, Fish. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun. And, uh, I guess that's a misnomer I read. They call it the box jelly now, no longer the box jellyfish, because they have determined that it is definitely not a fish. Never mind. So it's not called <laughs> it's not called fish. It's called uh Jamie and the Jellies. Okay. Might need to work on that but one. That jelly jam. What? Jelly great. Jelly jam's pretty good. Jelly jam is good, actually. I, I take my name back. Jelly jam it is. Alrighty. All right. All right. Okay, we're finishing Getting up with the this. last segment here. It's a big one. And now it's time for a letter from listeners like you. It's too bad Zach wasn't it's on this one. It's been a long time since we've heard that. Yeah, it's too bad but, Zach wasn't uh, on because he could have heard that one for the first time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Man. He would have been losing it. Um, so we did receive an email. Thank you very much from our listener. This comes from Adam, and he says, you keep asking your listeners to email you, so I did. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, That's it. And he's all speci- right. Yeah, what? cool. Oh. That's all we needed. It was a personal email. We're not going to say anything about no, it. No, nothing about it. Uh, <laughs> so he had mentioned a movie that we already have watched and we've talked about, and he specifically mentions um, – the soundtrack, and he says, "Can you get the soundtrack to the Chamber?" Oh, which Chris is... O'Donnell, good movie. It is a good movie, yeah. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, uh, what's his name, and the other guy, Gene Hackman, Bo Jackson is in it too. Yeah, yeah, Gene Hackman. There you go, Bo Jackson. Uh, and so he also goes on to mention that he loves uh, James Dean Bradfield and the Manic Street Preachers in a platonic sense, of course. Right. So I think with this, you can get this soundtrack. Uh, we will post a link to it. It is on Spotify, and it's quite good. I've been listening to it um, while I've been working because with this movie, I feel like it was overshadowed by the acting. That main character, Matt, you remember him? Mm-hmm. And we, sure, were, yeah. we, were, we were teasing, by the way. This is a movie chamber from what was it, like 2010? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was later. much more it was, recent. Yeah, yeah. It was like oh, a 2017, no, 2016. Yeah, something like that. Yes, where they're on, yeah. trapped on the bottom of the ocean floor. In in North yes. Korean waters. Yes. So what kind of music did you say this was? 
this is the uh, this is the sound the chamber, and it's got it's got a lot of the really cool like brooding soundtrack. Um, here's a clip from my favorite track on it, and this one's called Red Struggle. And so that's just an example of the soundtrack. And mm. it's got a lot of these big epic swells and building like that. And I think that for us, any at least for me, I can say personally, the acting probably drown out the soundtrack, which I really wish it didn't because the soundtrack is good. And there was an interview with uh, James Dean Bradfield on BBC, and he talked about how he always had wanted – to do a soundtrack and he knew he eventually was going to do one. And he said, it was just time. He just really needed to make this. The director got in contact with him and said, he knows that music can make or break a film. And he said, this is my guy. I really want him to do it. And he said, it was a great time. He had a really fun time making the soundtrack, but got that ambient, uh, electronica, sort of uh intense vibe as you said it kind of swells and pounds yeah, yeah. kind of like bass. our opening theme song yeah right. a little bit maybe yeah. uh maybe kyle's this the next guy that'll be uh well you're gonna do the soundtrack for our submarine film right well, oh yes yeah. definitely he will yeah. i've got to so yes Adam, thank you very much for if Zach was here, in. If Zach was here, he would have just put in the X-Files techno sign right there. <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, You'd be like, here it alas. is. <laughs> so we appreciate the email. And if anyone else ever wants to go ahead and send us a message, Mackie's Second Floor Studios at Gmail. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. We'll answer a question from anywhere. Doesn't matter. Send it on in. It's the truth. Kevin sure the dog. Is. Oh, Kevin the dog sucks. <laughs> Kevin is the worst. We are what a little piece of shit. We are toying with the idea of a segment for Kevin the dog. Is that where we just roast Kevin the dog all day? No, no, it is not. Hey, See, Ky- secretly, Kyle, Kyle's kind of keeping it close to the vest. But I was kind of thinking. Uh, my guess is he's thinking it's going to be like, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about Kevin. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. 